Bush and Ridgie here with your daily takeaway podcast, uh, special bespoke uh, content for you, our dear podcast listeners. If you remember on yesterday's podcast intro, uh, we were saying ahead of uh, us going away on a seven-night uh, Disney cruise around Europe, uh, Richie had ordered, inexplicably, completely on his own, unilaterally ordered himself a spray tan that was happening last night. And we can report back, because Richie, of course, is virtually a different shade. <laughs> My logic was, if I'm going to be going down flumes and being in swimming pools and yeah. the world and then whatnot. has to see it and all that kind of stuff... Um, you can't shrink the stomach, but you can at least, at least make it look a bit more bronze. You're a good colour. So I am a good colour. I'd like to think so. Thank you very much. When we were stood together in the hallway earlier, we looked like uh, uh, Michael and Tito Jackson. <laughs> the only thing that I would say is the the bronzer skin has then highlighted the silver hairs coming through in the haircut <laughs> that I've also gone and had done this morning because that's shorter oh, so hold on a minute you got the got the spray tan done last but, night and then you got the haircut this morning yes that's a that's a, a um spray tan 101 mistake yeah. i believe isn't it <laughs> i think Somewhat. it might have been considering that it's it's predominantly grade one until the top so uh it's a comical look um yeah you'll all see it next week you see it in film as he comes down the flume this is the daily takeaway well, uh, it's an interesting start because I need to tell you about a very unusual thing that happened to me in the pub uh, last week. Wednesday night last week, met some friends after the show, sat having a drink in a little pub in Charing Cross, mm -hmm. and I felt something by my knees when I was uh, talking to everyone as we were sat down at this table. And I thought, well, it can't be, I'm the only one with a bag. What is going on? Reached under the table, pulled up this massive carrier bag that was jam-packed full of stuff, uh, and I looked in it, and this is obviously the person who was in there before had accidentally left this behind. It was a carrier bag jam-packed with Moana dolls. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the weirdest thing, and, and not just like loads of the same doll, they, they were all different types of Moana dolls, so like big old hair styles everywhere, all wearing different get-up. In a pub? In a pub. A pub like literally 20 Moana dolls <laughs> stuffed in a carrier bag. Uh, so I, we handed it into the bar, we went on to a different uh, uh, pub. Not because of the, I'm not sitting here, <laughs> I'm refusing to sit here if it's stuffed full of dolls, <laughs> but uh, we just let we handed it in. So I don't know if anyone ever went back there and picked it up or whatever, like retraced their steps. <laughs> but it got me thinking about you know you never I'm never going to forget that because the weirdest thing and it occupied mm. us for the remainder of the evening. So for home time first hour tonight. What is the most unusual thing you've ever found? I don't even have to trawl through my memory for this one. Uh, I found this whilst I was uh, digging up the garden, which uh -huh. is immediately you know that that's sort of like that's that's nasty territory i dug up three steak knives oh my word three steak knives in the garden that's all in an old carrier bag that's buried evidence <laughs> isn't it <laughs> this is exactly what i was who, thinking who gets rid of a steak knife like that I don't, at the end of their garden at the end of their garden what's all that about don't put it in the bin love no. so i'll bury it out the back that won't cause any uh, chat amongst the neighbors <laughs> that's horrible i know are they all kind of close to each other uh, they were all within um a couple of spades Sort of blows, yeah. Oh, that's an unfortunate choice of words. <laughs> wow. Uh, Steve says, we found a pie in a changing room cubicle at a caravan park in Tembe. We had to explain to the people waiting to use the cubicle after us that it wasn't us. Ali sent us in a photo. It's unbelievable. A door in a wall that we'd lived with for 25 years but didn't know it was there until some builders uncovered it. Wow. Crucially, she doesn't tell us what's behind the door. <laughs> Sophie found a human tooth inside a wallet under the floorboards of the old house. So horrible. What's going on? What is going on? And Dan says a few candidates have got a panini sticker from 1974, unstuck and found, and a gun under a water tank in a former children's home. Oh. The plot thickens. This text says, I was walking in a wood 
when I came across a metal sculpture. I commented to my partner at the time, I wonder how thick that metal is. As I turned around to carry on through the wood, I looked down and on the floor was a tape measure. What are the chances? <laughs> what a story that wow. is. Wow. I know there as well, partner at the time. I think she's left it. <laughs> Um, Amy's in Leicester. I came home from a night out and found a ginger moustache on the bottom of my shoe. Wow. Needless to say, after many drinks, we found it funny. I think I'd have found that funny whether I'd been drinking or not. It's like Lord Flashart, or whatever his name is. Uh, this text here says, found a message in a bottle on a remote island when I was 13, expecting it to be from a damsel in distress. Imagine my disappointment when it was Jehovah's Witness leaflets. <laughs> Right. That's an unusual way to recruit. <laughs> it is. Uh, Mark, uh, what is it that you found? Well, uh, we bought a house in North Wales, and I investigated the loft to start with, didn't see anything. Then when we came to boarding it out in the far corner, I found a carrier bag full of underpants, male <laughs> underpants, clean, but they were just full of them. What a treat. What a treat. <laughs> well, Do they look like old underpants, you know, like from the 70s or 60s? No, they looked fairly new, to be quite honest. They, they were clean. As I say, um, but there was there, there was none of the, of the kind of like the, the 70s sitcom underpants that you see. So a clean and in a bag and you say in the corner of the loft, do you think the, 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 the true sadness of this story is the people moving out of a house beforehand thought they'd cleared the loft, but unbeknownst to them, they'd left a bag of pants and they're in their new house somewhere... And the chap's saying to his other half, do you know what? I love the new house and all that kind of thing, but I do feel like I'm down a few pounds. <laughs> Missing a few. Well, well, I don't know. It's even worse than that because it was just a little old lady who owned the house. Oh, what's the story behind that, eh? Best well, not to know. Other, Sometimes best not to know. In the other corner, we found a Welsh Bible. Whether it's connected, I don't know. Well, well. what a cliffhanger. It's like a Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> All right, then. Paul from Essex has texted us to say, I found two hard-boiled eggs buried in a plant pot in my front garden. It still baffles me to this day where the hell they came from. Ash says, as a dog walk, a walker, I find weird things all the time. Today, two golf clubs in a tree by a reservoir and a brand new, still in a packet, roll of duct tape on the floor a few metres away. Wow, someone's lost the plot playing <laughs> golf. I've had enough. Uh, Angela, what is it you found? I found a piglet just running along the road. And I was coming back from the cinema, and uh, just so we can imagine this uh, and picture it in our minds, are you like you talking like a little micro pig or kind of like a quite a big? How no, high up your leg was it? The pig, little regular little piglet pig, just not a, not a micro pig, just a regular little piglet. Right. Uh, I don't I don't want to press you too much it, on the height so thing, sorry, but how far up, yeah. uh, like how big on you would you say it was up to your oh, knee? No, no, really tiny. Shin, um, ankle. Yeah, we just need to know. Yeah, yeah, ankle, ankle okay. height. Yeah. Shin size um, pig. And I didn't know whether it was. I thought it was a. I didn't know what it was, and it was on the road. And I thought I don't want to squash it, so I got out of my car, and it started running towards me, and it was a piglet. And oh, that's so cute! I, How heartwarming. <laughs> so what happens next when you rescue a piglet from the road in the middle of the night after being at the cinema? <laughs> I picked it up, and it. I kind of, I don't know how or why, but I ended up sort of holding it like a baby and it fell asleep. Oh, oh. did you have it like in your jumper? No, it was just, I, was, I think it was the middle of summer, so I just sort of held it and it just sort of crashed out and went to sleep. They must be quite stressed. They didn't know where it was. They didn't know yeah. whether it was on an A road or whether that was going to feed into a motorway. So then what yeah. next? So I sort of stood there for a little while thinking, I'd really like to take this home. <laughs> And I knew that 
probably I would get into a bit of trouble um, with my now ex-husband. Um, uh, yeah, I didn't think he'd be very happy about me sort of just rocking up with a little piglet. So yeah. um, I had a little look around and I do live in Norfolk, so there's a lot of pig farms. A lot of that stuff going on up there, isn't there? Stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of porkage stuff. Oh, excuse the expression, but... Um, and uh, I just sort of plopped him over the, the edge of the nearest pig farm and just hoped that it would find its mum. Um, well, it might be a family pet really, that's going to find something that's definitely not the mum, that's for sure. Yeah, no, I, 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 did, I had a moment where I just thought, I really want to put this in my car and then realised that actually it was going if, to grow into you... a full-grown pig and that was going to be quite difficult to sort of look after. It's not like a cat or anything, is it? So, they do get quite big. They do get quite big. <laughs> Lucky escape could have been for you there, Angela. Keep yours coming, please. 8, 12, 15 for your text. Tweet us at Absolute Radio. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. It's the film club we band together to come up with some great film suggestions based on a brief. It's a big one. It's a big one tonight. Uh, as you know, this Hometime Show next week is coming to you live from the Disney Dream uh, as uh, Bush and I go on a European cruise. As you do. It literally is now happening and we still can't believe it. Can't believe it. Can't Literally can't believe it. Uh, but we are very much going to be living in a floating world of Disney for the next week. Uh, so it's a very simple problem proposition tonight on the film club uh-huh. we need to decide the greatest of them all this is really tough because there's, there's some great movies out there uh, i know and, and i think people have special places in their hearts for disney films based on what era they were watching it when there's part of their childhood or whatever depending on how old you are so this will be hotly contested i imagine i'm going to go not from my childhood and i'm actually going to go from more recent times actually Sadly, not that recent. 2006. Yes, a while ago now. Is what I'm picking. That's actually depressing how long ago that is. I'm going Cars. A classic. The original of the three. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. Lightning McQueen, worshipped by uh, certainly two of my three children. Uh, I see a lot of myself in Mater, uh, if you've seen the movies. Uh, it's got to be Cars for me. Owen Wilson voicing it. Paul Newman in there as well. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm going to go for The Aristocats. Now, I'm going to go to my childhood. Interesting. Originally released in 1970, but I was thinking, well, just Googling it then, thinking, how have I seen it? Like, I went to the cinema to see it, Timmouth Cinema. Me and my brother went, and uh, we watched that, and then we went back a little while back later to watch uh, The Awful Moonwalker, Michael Jackson Moonwalker. <laughs> it's one of the few films I walked out of, the irony. Um, but yeah, you know, Aristocats, Them Cats on the Roof. I can't are, remember too much Are you going to sing for us? I don't. I can't remember any of the no. songs, <laughs> and I can't sing. No, no. I think that's more of a moot point. But yes. I just remember, you know, I remember loving it at the time. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Uh, Dan in Scarborough makes a very, very good point. It says, guys, do you mean just pure Disney, or are you including any of the newer subsidiaries, e.g., Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars? That's a good point. Oh, we're definitely including the subsidiaries uh, because. Uh, uh, I mean, even I mean the, the 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 cars that I put forward—that's a Pixar. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so, and, the, and the new Star Wars movies like Rogue yeah, One, yeah, and everything—they're yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Craig is uh, suggesting. He says, "I'm working in an empty office in Leeds." I loved the Robin Hood film, he says. Oh, yeah. Uh, used to watch it with my brother. I would still watch it when coming home after the pub, he says. Great movie. Great, great movie. I just can't remember the plot of any of like, I mean, I suggested Aristocats earlier on. Can't remember anything about it. Not a single iota of the plot. Uh, Richard in Birmingham, though, says Tron, which I didn't realise was Disney. Oh, wow. One of my favourite films of all time. So that's going on the list as well. Right, we've got Sandra on the line. What film are you suggesting? Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Is that Dick Van Dyke? No, no, um, no, no. 
Who is it? This is this is why we've got to get this right before we head on to that shit. I'm going to, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think this is my specialist area. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke's Mary Poppins. Oh right, okay. Who's the other? Who's the? Who's in Bedknobs and Broomsticks then? Bedknobs and Broomsticks is the guy who played Mr. Banks in Mary Poppins, and I can't remember his name. Yes. Well, that's um, confusing, isn't it? <laughs> and Angela Lansbury, I think. And Angela Lansbury, yes. Brilliant. Who plays the witch? Is that what is the? And it is. Oh, I won't actually say along anymore. The, it's along the same edge as uh, Mary Poppins in that it's part part animation, part uh, real actors, but it is hands down the best children's film ever. Okay, uh, I don't want to try and get anything else wrong here, but the bed flies, right? That's I remember that the bed flies. Tell me it flies. It flies with a magic bed knob. Okay, brilliant. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Sandra, we've educated him tonight. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're very welcome. Have a good day. Pass on my best to Dick Van Dyke. Take care. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's got a view on this. It's hotly contested. James is on the line. Favourite Disney film, please, James? Right, favourite Disney film is a hard one, but Aladdin, um, purely because of Robbie Williams. The way he portrays uh, the genie in that film, I think, is just uh, brilliant. There was a, no one did that kind of stuff before Robin Williams did that character. He kind of changed the way that Disney characters kind of were used. Do you know what I mean? I would say, yeah, you're right there. It's very much he, he sort of created a, a genre of his own by just doing that way. And then I think a lot of other actors have uh, tried and failed to um, emulate him. Because um, Robin Williams was a genius. He was. Indeed he was. Indeed he was. I mean, we could perhaps you should do another thing about Robin Williams films, the next uh, film club, but that's just an idea. One Hour Photo. One of the, He played yeah. a baddie in it, one of the creepiest uh, movies of all time. So have they ever done a yeah. reboot of Aladdin? Because obviously it's quite a few years ago now. Have they, ever done, have they done a new version? Yes. They ha- yes, yes, they have. I think, um, oh, what's his name? Will Smith plays him. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I think Will Smith played the genius. Aladdin is going on the list. Thank you so much. Good shout. Cheers, guys. Take care. Thank you for all your suggestions as we try to find the greatest Disney movie. The Hometime Film Club winner tonight, by some margin, Toy Story. Are you sure it's not Aristocats? (laughs) It's not. It's Toy Story. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Graham, Andy, thank you ever so much for coming in. Uh, it's an amazing undertaking that uh, you're both about to uh, to take. Andy, we'll have a chat with you in a second. Let's um, let's start from the beginning for for those that don't really know Graham. Why you and Andy? are going to be swimming the channel. It's I, incredible. I don't really know either. <laughs> I doubt. Trust me. Not, about five years ago, I went to a charity event, a Deborah charity event here in London, and I was made aware of EB, epidermolysis bullosa, which is a, a skin disease um, you're born with, and it's recessive, so it gets worse, and unfortunately, it's life-limiting. Mm. It's, a, it's a horrible, horrible disease. So I went to this dinner heard a young lady called Myra speak and it was a punch in the face moment you know it was like being punched on the nose why have I never heard of this why do I know nothing about this and being a football person um, I've been confronted by lots of sad situations you know people who didn't have very long to live with children as well coming to football clubs that have been at and sufferers of other diseases and, and you think oh you just wouldn't want to be in their shoes. And then five years ago, I was introduced to this disease, which it really was a wake-up moment for me. Mm. And then a couple of months later, I met Andy and Isla up in Inverness. I was up there doing a dinner, 
and I'm, I'm in. You know, I, I, I've got the time and I've got the inclination and I'm, I've got the energy to, to get involved. Andy, tell us about Isla, your daughter. 14, uh, incredible young lady. Yeah, it's, it's a privilege to be Isla's dad. Um, I bet. I wouldn't wish what Isla's got on anyone. Uh, it's brutal. Um, it's very life-limiting uh, condition and she's in a lot of pain and suffers from a lot of chronic itch, which doesn't sound much but when you're itchy all the time uh, it's very very difficult and she also has to take a, a cocktail of drugs to alleviate the pain because her skin is blistered torn and rubbed away on half of the skin you can see but it also damages the inside of your body so we're talking like throat as yeah. well that kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah eyes eyes wow. blister with it mm. yeah and, and well, sorry she would daughter you know a lot more than I no, do, no Graham you're an expert on this now <laughs> and uh yeah, it, it, it is to just 65 operations to try and uh, repair the damage that the conditions do into her body. And she's uh, she's a very stoic individual. She's a teacher, but she puts up with a lot. As Graham's noticed himself, it, she tries to protect those around her from the full horror of what she's going through. Mm. And she often downplay the what's going on for her to try and protect the feelings of people around her so mm. it's incredible you know this is a girl who's 14 years old yeah who takes on a daily basis fentanyl diamorphine ketamine ketamine just to take the pain away mm. it's just I can't describe it it's just so unfair if I if I if I say this I, I'm not under I'm not overplaying it when I say when you see Ida's skin it's like someone is taking a blowtorch to her. Someone's flashed a blowtorch across her body. Mm. Lesions, red raw, weeping, scabs. It's just the most horrendous thing. It's, it's evil. It's, mm. it's absolutely evil. And, you know, our, our job is to, like our job in the last few days, and, and it's worked. And we've got to thank so many people for, you know, for, like you, getting us on here and getting the message out there uh, for me my biggest job as I see it is, to, is for people to be punched on the nose like I was for mm. people to be aware of this disease I didn't know about it yeah you know I, I as a football manager and I was a manager for 20 years you work with a doctor every day you know and you're talking to a doctor every day and I, I no one's ever mentioned this mm. no one's ever said oh this is the worst thing you can get it, 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 it's truly horrendous and and I, I, I don't know, we, we've had a, an incredible response, mm-hmm. and rightly so, because if you're in the company of Isla for one minute, it changes your life. Yeah. You know, this is a this is a young lady that's super smart, that will look on the internet and know what's coming down the road mm-hmm. for her. And when you meet her, it's all about, don't feel sorry for me. I mean, it's my mum and dad, you have to feel sorry for my sister. Mm-hmm. She is an incredible individual and inspirational and when I'm in a company I get so emotional there isn't anywhere I go and when I start speaking about her I don't get emotional yeah so Deborah is the charity um, mm. that you are raising this money for their their life free of pain appeal you're swimming the channel on the 18th of June mm. the two of you together so whose who's, who's idea is that there are, there are many challenges you could have chosen to take but you've decided to swim the channel I, you know you get to manage and you can't remember what you were doing yesterday so I can't go that, <laughs> I can't go that far back but I think, I think have, you, have you swum? have you always been I'm a swimmer? I'm okay with my water wings on you, that's good this, to hear I, I think maybe this lady in the corner here right. maybe Lindsay that brought it up because I, I only remember volunteering for something that was like what can we do to get publicity I thought I could I'd sail down the shard, the shard. I'll mm. do that. Um, 
and I don't know who it was. Was it you? Yeah, it was Lindsay. So, <laughs> so it's all her fault. So I think I speak for both of us here. We started off training last September. More difficult, wow. more difficult for Andy than it is for me mm. because Andy's up in Inverness, the water's colder, and he's been doing it on his own. I live on the south coast, so I've been swimming in the English Channel um, with mates. So I've had the motivation coming from them. Mm. Um, I say motivation, it was more so they were laughing at me because they were really good swimmers. <laughs> but I would say the first three months, a good, certainly two to three months, I was thinking I just may have bitten off more than I could chew. Mm. I think you would say the same. Exactly, yeah. And then it was like a watershed moment. Within two or three sessions, I seemed to get it. And it's all about breathing and, and getting into a rhythm. And providing the water's not too lumpy on the day, we have a window of four days. Yeah. Providing it's not too lumpy on the day, I th- we, we'll be fine. <laughs> that's it's that's that's an amazing, amazing <laughs> thing to hear. Yeah. When I first got into the water, having agreed to do this challenge, I got straight out and, and ran, out, ran out the sea and didn't even look at it. Yeah. I couldn't face looking at it and thought, what the heck have I got myself into? And then gradually over time, and it was two to three months um, after that, you know, you got just keep fighting it and eventually eventually you start to, to make progress and it's very satisfying but I think there's you know, parallels with what we're trying to do here you know we are fighting EB you can't run and hide from it mm. you know and you know you stand and fight you know, it's it's you know it's a it, it will not give up so you have to be relentless in your pursuit of take getting solutions that that take some of this uh, difficulty away for the the children and the adults with EB, and one of the things we're, we're hoping to put the money towards, and the response has been overwhelming. You know, I, I certainly didn't expect anything like this when I, you know, set off for Manchester on uh, Sunday, and it's uh, it's incredible. And we're trying to use some of the funds raised to repurpose drugs. So it takes about 20 years to bring a drug to market, and it costs hundreds of millions of pounds. But if drugs are already licensed uh, for use through the NHS uh, and can be repurposed, uh, it's much quicker. Mm. And I say cheaper, it still costs about half a million quid, but it's not hundreds of millions of pounds. So what we're looking to do, the clever scientists have identified 20 drugs that are already being used for skin conditions like psoriasis and epidemi- and, sorry, psoriasis and eczema. Um, and they're going to look at some jiggery, pokery, scientific stuff that I know nothing about <laughs> to try and um, repurpose them to alleviate the symptoms of EB. Mm. And they think that's right within reach. They think that's, you know, one to two years away. Wow. And they're champing at the bit for the money and uh, to get this cracking. And, you know, that's what we're motivated to get. Well, the, the awareness that has, like, swelled yeah. over the last few days. Can I uh, ask you a question? Absolutely. I had not. Do you know what? I'd be truthful. I had heard of the charity. I'd heard of the name Deborah. Um, and through my own ignorance, I hadn't looked any further as to what that charity did. Um, I had not heard of of the condition. Um, and I've actually been, been trying to practice how to say it it's not an easy one it's not an easy one no (laughs) yeah but but not meaning to be flippant in any way shape or form it's interesting what you said i i've had eczema all my life um and i know the pain that i feel that that i've gone through when i have tough outbreaks Mm -hmm. 
and I know that that is insignificant compared to to, to EB. So it, it blows my mind to what your daughter is is is, is going through and the bravery that she she shows every day, yeah. every three days that she's having her her dressings redone and all this kind of thing. Um, and, and I guess as you said, Graham, like the magnitude of the challenge that the two of you are taking on um, is is almost quite fitting, really, to, to to what to what Isla has to go through every day. Not meaning to be a silly question, but where would this rank? And I ask you as well, Andy. Where would this rank in your sporting achievements? Oh, this, this, I don't see it like that. No, it's I'm, different, I, isn't I, it? I, I'm here. This, this is that's sport. This, this is a mission. This is for a very different reason. You know, you're playing football to win. But in that respect, it's almost bigger, then, isn't it? Uh, yeah, this, this is a, this is a bigger fight, but it's. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to be around to see a cure for freebie. It's a genetic thing. I, I won't be around, but, but what I hope I'm around for, and as Andy said, within two years, hopefully we can find some drug, or the scientists can find some drug that alleviates this pain. It's, I, I, I'm not hesitating to use this word. It's evil. It's, it's the nastiest thing I've ever seen. Hmm. It'd be hard to imagine inflicting anything, anything worse on someone than what EB does to these children. Mm. It just robs them of any quality of life. It's just, you know, they end up having their fingers off, their toes off, mm. it, and and it's life-limiting. It's just the most horrendous thing I've witnessed. Deborah.org.uk. I'm looking at both of you. In fact, I'm looking at all three of you. Uh, Lindsay from the charity as well. That's the best place to go for people to to help support and to raise the money, or yep. is there other places there that are, I've missed? There are other places. Deborah.org.uk is a fantastic place to go because there's lots of great information and it will help you understand the condition a wee bit more. If you're looking for more advice, if you think you know someone with EB or you may have EB yourself, um, then please get onto that. And there's a fantastic people at Deborah who can contact you and help you. Um, also, we've got a Give As You Live page, mm-hmm. which is give.as slash Deborah Swim. That's D-E-B-R-A Swim. So it's give.as slash Deborah Swim. We'll get all those up on our socials so people can uh, check them as well. Um, Graham, while we have you here, uh, a rapid, rapid fire, three questions that I want you to answer in under 15 seconds because I want the focus of what we've talked about to, 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 be, to be Isla. But my three questions on football, rapid fire. Will City win the treble? Who's going down? Will West Ham win the Europa Conference? The first one's the easiest one. I think they will win, City. Mm-hmm. Uh, a very special team, and I think the opposition are, um, are not at their level. Anything can happen in a game of football, but City have got so much firepower. I just see them blown. I'd go as far as to say I could see it being over in the first half. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's a good City. Yeah. Who's going down? I, I, that's a harder one. I think that's the hardest one, only because. The three teams, Leicester, Leeds, Everton, have shown so much inconsistency this year. No one can put their hand on their heart and say, Everton will definitely do that, or Leeds will definitely do that, or Leicester. Pick a team. I think that's a difficult one. Wow, OK. And I think West Ham will win that. Brilliant. I think West Ham will win that. Their time. Deborah.org.uk. I want that to be the final thing that 
all of us go away from uh, this chat about. Um, it's been amazing to, to, to meet both of you. Right. Best of luck. 18th of June, 21 miles. And as Graham said, you're going to do it. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, this, this is not one we're going to lose. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Ritchie with Home Time here on Absolute Radio. Uh, you look like we are uh, quite calm in front of you at the moment, but I, I think below the surface we're paddling like crazy, a little bit like, uh, is it swans or ducks? You never know which one that is. I think they both paddle. But one of them is known for like uh, being calm up top, but uh, panicking down. Is it? Yeah. Um, yeah, well, we're like that. We're like ducks, <laughs> the pair of us, because when we go home this evening, we've got to finish our packing to then head off to the Disney cruise, which is an unbelievable thing. Percentage of packing done? I think I'm 100%. I think I'm done. Oh! Which is crazy, isn't it? You'd never predict it was this way round, but I am proudly at zero. Well, this is mad, isn't it? Who'd have thought? But I'm, I know I'm going to forget something and have to take it all back out and put it back in again and have a last-minute panic. The thing I'm debating on, let's say I'm 99% packed. Yeah. I don't know if anyone else has the same situation, but every year when we go on holiday, uh, I, I, will, I will bring a book yep. and I never read it. Yep. We've got kids. We've got three kids. There's no way I'm reading a book. You remember those olden days holidays where <laughs> before you had children, you used to sit and like just order drinks from the bar and lie by the pool? Do you remember that? I remember the olden days rather than three kids it was three books yeah yeah imagine getting through not in a million years now so I don't know whether like am I going to be reading a book on this this break it's not even a break is it we're working but, no so you're no. just saying I'm, I've got a brilliant book about witchcraft that no. I was going to bring no 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 witchcraft book okay fine so uh, not even a bit of Mills and Boone it's not even worth it no. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. So there you go, there's the show. I, I can't leave this whole spray tan thing because obviously we got our, ourselves tanned, which was like foreboding last time that we, we got into trouble with our boss for spray tanning ourselves ahead of getting some photos done for the radio station. So did, was it the same as before where the lady turns up with like a little pyramid of a tent and you have to get nudie almost in there? Same lady, same tent. Wow. Yes, absolutely. Um, didn't get nude, this time just um, like hoiked up me boxers. Oh, I... <laughs> Well, I can't wait to get on that boat.